0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans. Welcome to episode 148 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. I'm your host. Got a short show for everybody today, just kind of a slow time. Again, you know, we're in the dog days of summer, middle of July, trying to get to some more American Raptors stuff, of course. Um, There's still a lot going on. I want to make sure I, I put a show out and talk about it all. Uh, We've got a good interview with Jason Scroggum coming up here, too. So we'll go ahead and start the show the same way we do every week. That's by jumping into the breakdown. And the breakdown is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in world rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at That's O'Neill's.com. That's uh, O N E I L L S.com. So, first on the docket, wanted to talk about the rugby showcase. It's taking place on Saturday at Cyber Field at the University of Denver. Um, If you remember last year, I had Zach Bostris on who got drafted by the New England Free Jacks. He was uh, one of the only Colorado guys I saw on the list when I, you know, had first looked at it. And he participated in this and he just kind of talked about how it's a combine. MLR teams can send people to get a good look at these guys, you know, before they decide to draft them. Uh, The only person I think I have a connection to, and this is American Raptor Lucas Gramlich. Uh, he played offensive line at UCLA, picked up rugby after his football career was done there, uh, and has come to the American Raptors and and has played a little bit here. Uh, he's participating in that, so I'm going to try to have him on next week to see how that went, uh, but it, it should be cool. I think I was going to go to it if I wasn't out of town this weekend, uh, but that takes place before USA plays Chile at Infinity Park, which leads into the next topic i wanted to talk about in the breakdown and that's of course usa rugby what they're up to they picked up a 22 to 21 victory over chile and santiago last weekend in a wet muddy sloppy rainy cold match i honestly think it's going to be an instant classic the power went out as the usa you know was going for a try uh, cut the deficit uh so the power was out for a while they're standing around they're trying to stay warm they go in the locker room um, down of course and then they come out regroup the last 18 minutes of play of course come out to victory uh, they do allow Chile to get a try right at the end of the match though to cut that deficit to one point which obviously matters in this aggregate scoring system that occurs in the Rugby World Cup qualifiers um, but I think it's going to be a match that, that sticks in people's heads for a while. Uh, And like I said, it was definitely closer than they would have liked because now they're going to have to play their absolute best game at home at Infinity Park this Saturday. Uh, So it's exciting. Rugby, the tensions, you know, it's going to be in the air uh, and there's a lot to obviously a lot to play for the World uh, World Cup berth on the line. um, And it really could go either way. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a fun day at Infinity Park. It's sold out. So hopefully you got your tickets. If you if you didn't make sure you tune in on Flow Rugby. Um, I will be at a bachelor party, so I will not be here for it. Uh, I'm bummed, uh, but I hope everybody that does come has a great time. If you're here, send me a picture, tag DNVR Rugby on Twitter. Um be sure to share it. So uh, enjoy the day. Jealous if you get a go. Uh, that kind of does it for the breakdown. So we'll go to move into all the rugby you can watch this weekend. I'm gonna give a disclaimer before I read the advertisement. This is not. This is not all the rugby you can watch this weekend. There's way, way, way more. Uh, but this is, this is the important stuff, I think. So all the rugby you can watch this weekend is brought to you by Wintergreen. Wintergreen loves rugby and wants to support USA Rugby's mission of uniting an inclusive, passionate rugby community to grow the sport of rugby in America. Wintergreen gels, cream, sprays, and soaks are made with wintergreen oil and other therapeutic natural oils that help to soothe and support sore muscles and joints to keep you at your best. Visit wintergreensport.com to purchase the products you need to help you prepare to win. So, first, we're going to talk about Premier Rugby Sevens. Uh, this is stage two of their three-leg tour. First tour, if you remember, was in San Jose last weekend. And if you watched it, you saw the Loggerheads defeat the Experts 31-15 to in the women's division. And the Experts defeated the Headliners 19-7 in the men's division. So, congrats to American Raptor Watson Fleeky Tonga, uh, who won that first leg of that tournament with the Experts. And he'll be playing again this weekend in Washington D.C. for the second leg of the tour. Uh, last week was on Fubo Sports. I think it's on this. I think it's on Fubo Sports again. I'm not sure what time things get rolling. Um, it doesn't look like they've updated their schedule on their website. I'll go ahead and do some bad radio. Look at Twitter really quick. Hopefully, I can fill this dead air while this loads. Uh, but I would assume that everything is relatively the same, right? It's just going to be Eastern Time Zone, so maybe that alters when. They do stuff. Looks like this weekend's tournament gets rolling at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, uh, and then the men's final will take place at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Women's final will take place at 7:25 p.m. Mountain Time, and it will be on Fubo Sports. F- I did I did that last week. Fubo Sports. Uh, so make sure you tune in if you're looking to get your sevens fixed. Um, moving to USA Eagles versus Chile. Of course, we talked about it a little bit already. It's on Saturday at 1 p.m. at Infinity Park. Watch on Flow Rugby. And then if you're looking to watch other rugby, there are tons of international competitions this weekend on Flow Rugby. So if you're looking for some rugby to watch, you should have no shortage on Saturday. That kind of does it for other rugby you can watch this weekend. Like I said, the list is so long, I would be going for hours. No exaggeration if I... Uh, put that in there and read off every match this weekend. So we'll move into the interview portion of the show. This interview with Chilean rugby team liaison officer Jason Scrogum is brought to you by Guard Lab. Join the mouth guard revolution with American-made mouthguards that perform, protect, and recover. For more information, visit guardlab.com. So had a very interesting chat with Jason Scrogum, who is the team liaison officer. Uh, most of the time for the teams that travel through Infinity Park. He certainly has been for the last few years. Um, and it's an interesting job. So this week he's been working with Chile, obviously, uh, scootering them around wherever they need to go, making sure all their, their needs are met, making sure they get the, the stuff they need to train properly and then play properly this weekend. So make sure to ask him about all his duties, some of the fun requests he's had to handle over the years and um, how he found this opportunity. So uh, like I told Jason, I, I really like shining the light on some of these jobs that people don't even know exist. I'm sure, you know, maybe if maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Um, I certainly didn't know about these jobs until um I, I've seen Jason, you know, posting about it for the last few years. Um, so I thought it'd be a great chance to ask him about what exactly it is that he does and uh just kind of get the load on all that. So with that introduction, hopefully you enjoy this conversation uh with Chilean rugby team liaison officer Jason Scrogum. All right, now you welcome on a very special guest to the show. Uh we have Los Condores Team Liaison, Jason Scrogum. Jason, how's it going, man?
1: Uh, it's great, Colton. How are you doing
0: today? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat with me. Um, I know you've kind of been running around this week, so I really appreciate these these few minutes. And I'm looking forward to diving into to this, you know, responsibilities that you have because it's pretty unique. Um, and I don't think a lot of people know that there's people like you behind the scenes making this stuff happen while teams are in town. So, uh, Jason, the first question we ask everybody that comes on the show is can you tell us a little bit about where you're from?
1: So I'm originally from the Midwest, uh, grew up in a uh, very small town in Illinois called Georgetown, Illinois, uh, just a couple hours south of Chicago.
0: Very nice. Um, and how'd you get into rugby?
1: So I, I got into rugby uh, at uh, Southern Illinois University in Carbondale, SIU Salukis. Uh, so I managed a, uh, a bar and grill when I, when I attended college down there and Several of my, uh, my bouncers played for the, the college rugby team, and they were always trying to get me to come out and come out and play, check out a game. And uh, I ended up going to the very last uh, game of the season that year, and uh, it happened to be the, uh, the alumni game, so the SIU Rugby Old Boys game. So they come in town Thursday to Sunday, uh, big party celebration, and they play the, the current team. So I went to, went to watch that game, and uh, one, of my, one of my friends that played on the team kind of sat there and explained to me what was going on in the game, and, and it was just such a, such a cool experience to, to witness, and uh, he explained you know, the, the rules and everything, why, why they were doing this, why they were doing that, and uh, fell in love with the game um, at, at that moment and uh, decided to, to come out the very next season um, to actually play. So that's how I, I I got involved there.
0: Very nice. That's a, I, I'm, I don't know if you'd be surprised to learn or not surprised to learn. That's actually the – I feel like I've heard that story before. I feel like you're the third or fourth guest that's been like, yeah, I was working at a bar and, you know, the team was coming <laughs> in a lot and, and they just kind of convinced me to come out and play. So it's, it's funny like how similar the stories tend to be, but that's how it works. <laughs>
1: Yeah. A lot of, a lot of rugby careers start in a bar, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true for sure. <laughs> uh, so like I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, you're helping out Chile as a team liaison while they're in town this week. I'm very interested in that. So uh, how'd you get into being a team liaison? Cause I feel like I've seen you working with a few teams that have kind of come through here in the last couple of years.
1: Oh yeah. It seems like every traveling team uh, I'm, I've been working with uh, within the last couple of years for sure. So how I got involved with being a, an LO or a team liaison officer uh, back in 2018, I got a, I got a text from one of my uh, good friends, uh, teammates, and coaching partners uh, from the Quad City Irish team that I had uh, captained and uh, played for, for for quite a while there in uh, in the Quad Cities. Uh, my teammate's name is Jim Estes. And uh, Jim Estes has sent me an application for uh, a position at a at the tournament that we were, we were hosting here in Glendale for the HSBC sevens, the mm-hmm. women's women's stop in the U S and uh, the position was a supernumerary, which uh, at that point I had no idea what that was.
0: That sounds super fancy.
1: Uh, it sounded very fancy. <laughs> so I was like, okay, uh, let's uh, let's check this out. I think that would be a, you know, a good, uh, good thing to have on your resume working with the world rugby um and having a uh, supernumerary uh, be attached to your resume there. So I was intrigued. So I had, uh, I filled out the application. Shortly after that, I got a call from a gentleman named Snacks, oh. which uh, is very <laughs> unique, very unique and uh, name in itself. That's so, a name you don't forget. Yeah, it's definitely a name you don't forget. And, and that name was attached to, uh, to a gentleman named Sean Lindersmith, but uh, he is um, known around the world as as snacks so i got a call from him and snacks wanted to talk to me about this position of supernumerary and turns out what that is you're basically the team liaison officer uh you're basically the right hand man so gopher might might be another another term that you use for for supernumerary which uh for such a prestigious title uh basically running around uh picking Picking up uh, people at the airport, either uh, tournament staff or other team liaison officers, um, and that—that that was basically the the gist of it. Um, so I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." You know, it's it's here here locally in Glendale. Uh, I'd like uh, like to check it out and uh, give it a go. Very so nice. got hired. Yeah, so got hired and uh, showed up for the first day. The uh, first day was just uh, Snacks and myself, and, and uh, I had done uh, airport pickups, so that's what I was doing. The first, uh, first task was just picking up the other team liaison officers from uh, DIA, bringing them back to the, the home base hotel here in Glendale. And uh, later that afternoon, uh, Snacks approached me and he said, hey, uh, the team liaison officer for Fiji, one of them had dropped out. He's like, "Would you like to work with uh, Fijiana?" And I said, "Absolutely." Yeah. So he's like, he's like, "All right, great." He's like, "Welcome to the big leagues." <laughs> so that's uh, that's how I got my uh, quick introduction um, to being a, a team liaison officer.
0: Right, very nice. That sounds super interesting. So I got I got a lot more questions about that. I guess the the one I'll skip to now is, how many teams have you worked with at this point now? So you started with Fijiana. Um, I know you're helping out with uh, Uruguay last year. You're helping out with Chile now. Like, Is there some more that I'm missing in between there?
1: Yeah, so I actually got to work with the uh, Fijian women's sevens team, Fijiana, uh, 2018, and then the next year, uh, 2019, for the HSBC sevens in Glendale. So I got to work with those uh, amazing, amazing people, amazing players and staff, uh, two different years in a row. Um, Then in last year in September, I got to work with the Canadian men's 15s team for the uh, World Cup qualifier that was back in September and a couple weeks after that when uh, Uruguay was in town. So I got to work with their men's 15s team for the World Cup qualifier there Uh, and then currently working this week with uh, with Chile. Mm-hmm. uh with with the lead up to the, the the match on Saturday in Glendale and I actually have uh other um team liaison office officer uh opportunity so I'm actually going to be working with the Fijian men uh their sevens team for LA sevens next month
0: very nice that's awesome that'll be a really so cool experience
1: the, yeah I'm very excited to to work with those guys um been a been a huge fan of the Fijian men's style of play for quite a while. So it'll be awesome to to work with them. The other opportunity that this has opened up for me is I, I actually got hired for uh, PR sevens as a team manager. Nice. So I, I'm the, uh, the team manager for the, the women's headliners. And actually that's a, it's a co-management role at this time because, uh, because of my obligation that I had already agreed to work with chile so i've got mm-hmm. someone else that is taking over those responsibilities for the first two stops and then i will be joining uh joining the tour down in austin in a couple weeks
0: Nice. Right, see i was gonna ask because i know that was what in the bay last week and now they're in washington dc this week but uh, busy yep. time for you then in the summer with all the these yeah. teams coming through
1: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure so with uh my own rugby coaching, my kids' rugby tours uh, all over the U.S. with uh, Eagle Impact Rugby Academy in Atlantis, and then with with working with World Rugby and USA Rugby and the uh, the HSBC 7 tours, we're, uh, were pretty, pretty busy, pretty hopping. Yeah.
0: Busy's good, though, right? And especially when it's all this rugby going on, that's what you want.
1: Oh, yes, for sure.
0: Nice. So my, I guess my next question was going to be what exactly, you know, just being a Team liaison officer entail, um, but it sounds like it's a little bit of everything, and then it. it just kind of changes, you know, per team. Is that fair?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd say it's it's not uh, one particular job with one job title. It, it definitely varies from from team to team. So I guess the the easiest way to explain it is you're you're basically the local logistics manager. So you handle uh, working with the with the bus companies or the van companies, working with the general manager of the hotel, the catering staff, uh, working with uh, training facility, uh, venue managers. Uh, In a way, you're you're kind of a rugby roadie. There's a lot of uh, transporting and moving of gear, equipment, uh, either it be by van or by bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, you're, you're handling a lot of ice, uh, working, uh, buying the, buying the ice and, and running ice baths. Uh, yeah. it's typical. I,
0: I feel like I remember typical. seeing a picture last year of your car filled up with like hundred bags of ice or something like that. It was a refrigerator yeah. in your car.
1: Yeah. Basically Canada was, uh, a little uh ambitious about uh, the ice supply that they they needed <laughs> so they probably had about twice as much as what they needed and, yeah. and what's typical for uh for an ice bath session is around 400 pounds oh wow uh but they yeah i think they were were around 800 um <laughs> for that for that first one and uh, after that we toned it down a little bit
0: yeah you live and you um, learn right you get a trial and error yeah you see what works and see what doesn't
1: oh yeah, yeah. Uh, another, another thing you do is you're kind of like a local tour guide, uh, and just kind of a local expert on locations of stores where they can procure certain things that they might be looking for, uh, you know, taking them, um, when we work with the HSBC sevens, uh, there's more, you know, opportunities for like, you know, a day of like a down day for sightseeing and, you know, just, uh, checking out the city or, you know, going up into the mountains. Uh, another thing is just making sure that the the team is you know meeting their uh, media obligations um, there's a lot of uh, you know different things with the coaching staff and usually the captain of the team or some of the players where they have to be in certain areas at a certain time for for their media just uh, working working with the team manager of the team just making sure that they're on schedule and making sure that everything is lining up uh, and that that schedule is a uh, is an ever changing schedule. The yeah. only thing constant constant is change when it comes to that. So as soon as they make a schedule, that's already changed. And, uh, and, uh, there's something else that's, that's being modified. So right.
0: I've learned that that just happens in sports, but uh, it seems like it especially happens in rugby, unfortunately, which makes oh, sure. things hard, but that's how it is. That's the nature of the beast. So when, when do your responsibilities start? Like, so, you know, we know Chile's coming this week does your responsibility start two weeks before they get here? Do they start kind of like as soon as they arrive? Like how does that work?
1: So there's a lot of communication that's, that's typically a month or a month and a half prior to the, the first team uh, first uh, member of the team or staff showing up. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of communication through email, phones, phone calls, uh, WhatsApp uh, messaging back and forth um, to build up to that so that everything Uh, you know, for the most part is prepared prior to the the team actually showing up.
0: That makes sense. And then when do your responsibilities end? Like, do you have game day responsibilities? Do you you just have to make sure that they get out of here, get on their plane on time? Um, And then do you have like wrap up calls? Like how does that work then?
1: Uh, Typically it's about seven days, uh, sometimes eight days they're involved with it uh, leading up to, uh, to the kickoff uh, of the game there. So, usually like a Sunday or Monday arrive at the hotel down in Glendale and uh, you know get the get the vans lined up or the you know the bus lined up and have the have the team picked up at the airport with uh, Chile this time it was actually three different uh, three different ho- uh, airport pickups um, they had forwards forwards and backs split up on the plane and then uh, coaching staff on the on the third one so so a lot of a lot of running, uh, two bus trips to the to the airport, uh, and then one van pickup for the small amount of staff to to bring back.
0: Okay, and then um, I think I mean I think that's all I, I got about that. I just was like wondering what are some of the fun things that you've had to do because, like I said, uh, I know you got to probably have some some odd tasks come through. I had Scott uh, Nissan last week. He's the rugby coordinator for the American Raptors, and he was kind of the acting you know liaison for. Aguarez and um, you know, Pena Roll when they were here. And he told a story about, you know, how how they wanted to have a cookout and they needed meat. So it was up to Scott to find them 40 pounds of meat. Uh, and then right after that, I think it was Pena Roll asked, they called him up and they're like, hey, we're having a party. And we like to wear funny hats. So you need to track us down, you know, <laughs> 60 funny hats. Is, is that kind of the stuff that you have any stories like that? You have any, you know, interesting tasks that you've had to complete... Um, For the most part, it's always
1: usually team related or rugby related or running to get extra water bottles or running to get, uh, you know, like uh, we had one of the players from Chile had uh, lost it or his baggage was lost um, in the, in the, in the flight here. Uh, So, we were looking at getting him new rugby boots, mouth guard, and, and, you know, different things like that. But for the most part, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. I did have a, an odd request yesterday. One of the the staff, he wanted to try to find a radio control car store. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. When it, when it comes to the, the odd requests, um, yeah. It's a it's a little bit weird, you know. If you want to run and get uh, camera equipment, uh, you know, things that are pertinent to the to the tournament or to the, uh-huh. uh, you know, to the game, that's one thing. But when it's all these these odd uh, requests, uh, there's you know, like Fiji, they're they're a big thing. They love uh, a Ross Dress for Less or a TJ Maxx or Marshalls. Um, they oh, yeah. like to uh, uh, have constant uh, runs there. My uh, team liaison officer partner. Christina Gein, um, she she is the go-to. Uh, the The players want to go to Ross, and and she's running them back and forth, and and she enjoys that. And but uh, for the most part, it's 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 pretty straightforward. Um, when you have you know when you're when you're working with uh, you know the sevens teams, it's a uh, it's a lot a lot more, less people uh, to work with, and to uh, you know get those odd requests. You know you have a player twelve players four or five staff, um, you know, and then you have two liaisons um, to work with them. And then also you have the, you know, the family of, of LOs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with the ten, the 10 other teams so that we we work as a, as a team and, and as a group, um, yeah. you know, amongst ourselves. So we were able to help each other out. So with 15s, it's a, it's a lot different. Uh, you have, you know, around 30 players, uh, 10 to 15 staff and you have one team liaison officer to, uh, you know, to work with uh, with those those people. So it's a lot more um, to do a lot more requests, a lot more odd requests with the 15s team opposed to a sevens team.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that is a question I was going to ask because, yeah, you know, just like you said, uh, it's probably a lot easier, uh, you know, to handle 12 requests from players and such rather than 30 because you know everyone needs different stuff and you get run over here get an rc card and all that all that fun stuff that's (laughs) yeah i can imagine that's a that's a big difference right that's it's got to be do you have a preference do you just like it all you just like doing the work
1: um i enjoy both i think that that both sevens and fifteens working with teams offer different uh challenges um i think uh i i mean i guess if you put me Under the gun and wanted me to decide on one or the other, I'd say probably working with the sevens Mm -hmm. Uh, with the HSBC sevens is something that I would prefer more. Um, I I think it's uh, I think it's a it's you know uh, snacks runs a a tight ship and runs a runs a great tournament and uh, love working with him love working with uh, the other LOs that you know I've become friends and family with you know over the years so. Uh, you know, if I had to, had to choose, it would definitely, definitely probably be sevens.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and then, so it's Saturday, right? Like, the, the game's in a couple days. Uh, what's that day look like for you? Do you just get to watch the game, or are you down there running around? Are you helping them in the locker room, you know, get what they need? What's that look like for you?
1: So, match days are, so they're, you know, we've, we've done so much in preparation as far as, you know, d- gym sessions and, Training sessions, ice bath, you know, physical therapy, massage, everything leading up to that. Um, so match days are very um, kind of low-key in the morning. Um, this, this match this weekend is at, at a different time. It's in the, at 1 p.m. kickoff, so there's, um, you know, less time in the morning when the other two World Cup qualifiers, when I worked with uh, Canada and Uruguay, uh, you know they were in the at the nighttime, so yeah. under the lights. So you have definitely have a lot more time. So I, I would imagine that this weekend is going to be a little, little busier um, on match day in the morning. But what that looks like is um, basically you'll you'll run to the stadium with staff in in a couple vans and bring all the things, getting the locker room set up, um, getting the field equipment set up for uh, for the warmups, um, just making sure that everything is prepared before the, before the teams get there. Uh, so you go and you set up the pre-party and, uh, then, you know, you come back to the hotel and, and, uh, you know, just, uh, kind of wait. It's a lot of waiting, uh, until, you know, until it's go time and, you know, it's, it's, it's hold, hold, wait. And then it's, everything is, you know, uh, rushing at that, at that point there. So we get the team to the, to the stadium um, get them in the locker rooms get them kitted up then they'll warm up out on the field go back to the locker room and uh, you know then it's game time and uh, USA Rugby does a really good job at putting and providing a a run sheet together for that so it's it's down to the seconds pretty much how everything works there so at that point uh, you know it's it's kickoff time and, uh, you know, they go play their first 40, come back to the locker room, come back and play the last 40. And, uh, and that's it. And it's after that, it's, you know, taking gear back to the, back to the bus loading up, uh, this year we're actually doing a post-match social, which under, under COVID, um, you know, the last couple of years, they, they got rid of that. It was just, you know, games over, uh, you know, we come back to the hotel, you know, eat, uh, and that's it. But now they're actually going to get together for a post-match social uh, this, this go-round. Well,
0: that's good to hear. It's been super interesting, Jason. I, I really appreciate your time. I got one more question before I let you go. Um, how good is your, your kit collection looking after all the, you know, working with all these teams?
1: <laughs> oh, I love a good kit's miss. Um, yes. I, uh, I, I love rugby attire, I love rugby jerseys, training tops, hats. It's, uh, it's grown quite a bit. My wife has, uh, she's, she's upset because every, you know, either new team that I'm working with, or my, you know, my son's playing, you know, he played for uh, six different teams since January with his uh, high performance academies, his high school teams, and, and, you know, he's got to get kitted out. So I do as well. Yeah. So I have, uh, an overflowing closet and, uh, my, my wife is upset with all of the stuff that I bring home. And, uh, she, <laughs> she knows, she knows that I'm bringing stuff home this week and she knows, uh, for PR sevens with the headliners, I'm bringing home uh, a lot more kit with that. And then of course, with, uh, working with Fiji here next month. So we're, uh, I'm, I'm slowly kicking her stuff out of the closet, yeah. adding more to mine, but, wow. uh, I, 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 think it's a, it's a cool perk if, uh, you know, if the teams do offer you some of the kit, I think that that's awesome.
0: Yeah, that Love is it. cool. I said, if you need anywhere to hi- uh, hide it, you know, you, you can give me a call. <laughs> I got extra closets in my house, too. So,
1: All right. I, I might be able to do that. My wife would definitely encourage that, too.
0: Yeah. All right, Jason. That's all the questions I had for you, man. Really appreciate your time. Uh, looking forward to watching the match this weekend, and uh, hope everything goes smoothly on your end.
1: Well, Colton, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate it.
0: All right, I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with Chilean rugby team liaison officer Jason Scroggam. Um, I know I certainly did, and, and I know he's a busy man, especially this week, so I really do appreciate him carving some time out of his busy schedule to come chat with me for a little bit. Uh, so thanks again to Jason. We'll go ahead and move into the required reading portion of the show now. Gilbert Rugby is the official rugby equipment supplier of the American Raptors. Visit worldrugbyshop.com to grab all your Gilbert Rugby gear. Uh, so this required reading is called all to play for as USA face Chile for place at Rugby World Cup 2023. So I just thought it'd be a good time to, to push this article and uh, worldrugby.com, you know, just brush up on on all your your information before the second match of the series. Um, some good tidbits of information in there so you'd be ready to go. Nice preview for you. So make sure you check that out. Or I'll link that in the article that has this podcast as well as the description of the podcast. So just scroll down and click on that. Go ahead and move into the stat of the week now. Stat of the week is presented by Catapult. Catapult is committed to making performance technology available to athletes at all levels. Whether it's the biggest teams and organizations in world sport or amateur rugby players, Catapult helps monitor performance like the pros, more information: visit catapultsports.com. So, uh, did hot dogs two weeks ago? Did fireworks last week? This week we got a much uh, more rugby-specific stat, which I'm sure Catapult will appreciate. Shout out to Catapult. So USA and Chile have played each other seven times in the past, and our and USA is six and one in those matches, and they have outscored Chile three hundred and seven to ninety four in those matches. Obviously, the one last week very close. And we'll have to play their best match again this Saturday, you know, with the Rugby World Cup berth on the line and only a one point margin separating the two teams. So um, it's really just if you win the match, you win the series and you win a trip to the Rugby World Cup. So I'm excited. It's going to be it's going to be fun. I will be tuning in at this bachelor party. I'm um, looking forward to it. So enjoy. We'll go ahead and close the show with The Loop. First Bank is the official banking partner of Infinity Park. They believe in banking for good, doing their best to do right by their customers, communities, and employees. Banking for good, member FDIC. Same, same spiel as every week. If, you, if you're not, please follow along with everything we've got going on at MDR Rugby on Twitter, at NVR Rugby, at Colton Strickler. Um, we'd really appreciate it. Getting closer and closer to that 1,000-follower mark, so it's cool to see... You know we grow a little bit every month, every week, um, and that's that's encouraging for me to see. So I appreciate everybody that's following along. And if you're not, what are you doing? Please follow along. It would mean a lot to me to get to a thousand followers, and then we'll just keep on climbing. Um, but that does it for me. Like I said it's a it's a slow time but it's not it's kind of weird like I feel weird saying that at the top of the show but it is especially around these parts you know rugby Town sevens is around the corner so there's a lot of gearing up for that American Raptors are on a break until the fall obviously so things are a little bit slow I know a lot of rugby going on in the world um, but it's exciting to have this Rugby World Cup qualifying match in our backyard like I said if, if you're if you're going have a great time if you're not tune in should be an awesome match but that does it for me. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everybody had a great week. I hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy the match this weekend. Let's go Eagles. Uh, And I'll catch you all back here next Friday.